Hey guys, hey, welcome to the HVAC Apprentice Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, I want to say a real quick shout out to Antcore and Dan on the last two episodes. Uh, those are the homies, man. Uh, hopefully you guys learned something from them. Um, when I first got started in the trade, Ant was literally a saving grace for me, man, because he helped me get through so much mentally. Um, as the technician in the field first starting out, I mean, there was so much intimidation that I dealt with so many mental blocks. Um, it was a lot that I had to kind of get through. And as soon as I met Ant, um, do help me put things together so fast. And like I said, I was excited for you guys to hear his story because he's just a super dope cat, man. Just a really good dude. And, um, it was, it was, it's good to be able to have people like that, that you can kind of lean on and count on that don't really judge you and understand what it's like to become a technician starting from zero. Um, so if you have somebody like that in your environment, make sure you kind of latch on to that person. That person is definitely going to help you out. Um, that person can definitely steer you in the right direction because it's easier for us to learn off of someone else's experience as opposed to always having to go through things on our own constantly time and time again, that can kind of get a little daunting. Like it will really beat you down, especially when you're in the middle of summer and you have to diagnose the system and you're just lost. I mean, it can really beat you down. So we're heading into winter. Um, actually today is the second day, um, of election day voting. So, it's been kind of crazy. Um, this is November 4th. So the climate of America is a little different right now and, uh, we don't know what to expect. So, um, I was just glad I was able to get to work today and work on some really good systems, uh, interact with some really cool customers and just, you know, kind of get my mind off of everything that's kind of going on right now. So I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about what it means to be uh, an asset to a company. Um, as a technician starting out, you really don't have much to offer a company outside of just the body in the house. Um, and I don't want to sound, you know, too rude or anything like that. But uh, if you're a very, you know, brand new technician, like if you, if you're very green to the trade, you don't have any uh, experience educationally in regards to HVAC. If you don't have any uh, just hands-on experience when it comes to HVAC, the company is putting a lot of money up front just to kind of get you in a house. And the idea is that the more houses you get into, the more comfortable you get with the trade and your ability to work through certain issues um, the more money the company can make essentially and which in turn, you know, gives you the opportunity to earn more money. So building your worth for a company is extremely important right now, especially in the first five years, because now this is kind of the way you can separate yourself from the rest of the pack. This gives you the opportunity to put your name in big bolt lights and tell a company, Hey, look, I'm worth it. Whatever you're looking to pay me, I'll definitely bring you, you know, that answer. So, um, a couple things to look at. Most companies 
judge a technician by what they consider to be key performance indicators, KPIs. You probably heard about that. You probably haven't met your job. Um, these are the, the indicators that allow a company to know that, hey, this technician is actually making me money versus this technician is losing me money. And we always want to be on the side where we're making the company money because that's what increases our own value. Now, don't get me wrong. As a technician starting out, you will have some issues. You will have a learning curve. You will have things that you have to go through um, that will initially cause the company some money in the beginning. And the idea is that this is this is not going to last a very long time because you don't want to be a technician that's a year or two years in the field and you're barely making uh, the, the company any money or you're, you're losing the company money um, for simple mistakes, for things like callbacks, uh, for things like me blowing up a circuit board or a heater kit. You know, it's just certain things that you don't want to continue to do as you get into the trade. Um, and the way I was able to increase my value in the trade and increase my value with certain companies is that I actually took time for myself. When I got home, I spent time in the trade, you know, learning the trade, learning uh, certain things that I didn't know that day or certain things that stopped me. I wanted to go back and see that stuff firsthand, YouTube, um, videos or, or books or whatever it is that uh, I had to do at that time to kind of get over the hump. So having somebody like Anthony core is essential to your success because they will be there to help you in a time where you feel like you may be struggling a little bit. So back to these key performance indicators, the company wants to, to like I said, want to make money. That's, that's their number one job. Their number one job is to make money. And your number one job is to bring money in for them. So I understand fixing systems is a great asset to have. Fixing systems is something that I love to do. I love the satisfaction of being able to go to a system, diagnose it, fix it, and get the customer up and running again. So... The problem that I see most technicians deal with in the field um, is their lack of actually addressing the entire system. So our job as technicians is to actually go through the sales process of helping and addressing the needs of the customer. So when I say sales process, I'm not actually talking about like, you know, getting the customer to buy something. I'm actually talking about selling yourself as a technician. The sales process of going up to the customer's house, being on time for one, because that's extremely important. Or two, allowing the customer to see that you respect their home, you respect what it is that uh, they pay so much for and the, the things that they pay attention to. You want to show that you can respect that as well. And then three, that you that you respect their equipment. So I was always taught our number one job is to fix the customer and then we fix the system next. And what it means to fix the customer is to be able to understand what the customer is going through in the home with the equipment. So one thing that I, I like to do is you know, when I get to the house, of course, I'm introducing myself um, 
and I don't do that whole corny uh, look at the lawn and, and ask the guy how, you know, how manicured is his lawn and, you know, we'll tell the guy how manicured his lawn is. And I don't do all that stuff, man. Um, I'm super genuine with the customers. Um, just a hundred percent myself. When I get to a customer's house, I introduce myself as Lamont. And I said, the first, one of the very first things I say is, Hey, I'm Lamont. Um, I'll be taking a look at your heating system. I'll be taking a look at your AC system, or I understand that you've had an issue with this or that. Could you tell me a little bit about what's going on? And then let the customer talk. And as the customer's talking, I'm asking the customer to take me to a few things. I'm asking them to take me to the thermostat because I want to see how the customer interacts with the thermostat. A couple things I ask them, hey, do you normally keep your temperature at this? And I'll look at whatever the temperature set to. And they say, well, yeah, I normally keep it there. Or somebody will say, no, my wife likes it at this temperature. Okay, well, what is an average temperature that you use during this season? You know, in heating, what do you normally keep your temperature at? And then they, they proceed to tell me. And then my next question is, does the system actually keep up with that temperature? Or do you find the system struggling? And they'll let you know. I mean, because you want to be able to get a good history on the system um, you want to ask the customer how old they think the system is. Of course, most customers will tell you, yeah, the system's only five or six years old. And then you actually look at the manufacturing date and the system's about 14 years old. I mean, customers really don't understand how old a system is. They just remember a certain landmark or, you know, a certain date and time where they think that it, you know, falls in line with. And then that's kind of their best guess. Um, but that's extremely important because you want to make sure that they have a realistic expectation of what their system can do. Um, I always ask the customer have they had a, you know, a record of maintenance for this system. Has the system been maintained, you know, on a regular basis, or if it has not been maintained on a regular basis, when is the last time you actually maintain the system? So those things are super important. How often do you change your filters? Do you feel like the house is being cooled evenly? You know, do you have any hot or cold spots in the house? You know, you want to start to investigate this stuff before you even touch the system, because this is going to give you a really good roadmap uh, to understand where to meet the customer. A lot of times the customers don't understand why they're not comfortable. They just understand, hey, I'm not comfortable. So this gives you the opportunity to dig deep into what's really going on inside the house. And it kind of gives you things to look at. Um, and I'll give you an example, man. I, I, I go to a house where the system um, is not working properly. A uh, customer has batteries in the thermostat. And first thing they say is, hey, um, I put the thermostat up. I turned the temperature up and nothing happened. So I waited a bit. The temperature was set to uh, 73. It was 65 in the house. So I bumped it up to 80 as if, you know, they're thinking that that's going to actually make it hotter or something. And, uh, you know, I start proceeding to ask them these questions and I start going through the, you know, the motions of um, the questions and they start talking to me about, you know, certain things that was going on in the house. So not only do I have an understanding of, you know, uh, uh, what the problem is now, I have an understanding that there are other issues that I have to address while I'm there as well. 
And the reason why this is important is because, again, like I said, we're trying to build our value for companies. So I get to the house, go through the whole questions, and then I found out that the emergency switch is off. Now, most technicians, when they find out that the emergency switch is off, they'll tell the customer, hey, you know, you hit this button, blah, blah, blah. It, it cut the system completely off. And then they write up the ticket and they leave. That's what most technicians do. Me, I just, I don't feel comfortable charging them a dispatch fee just to flip a light switch. So my thing is, hey, I understand that the system was cut off here, but since I am here, let me take a look at the system. I'll do a full system evaluation for you. I'll make sure everything is up to par. And then we'll look at addressing some of those issues that you had so that way we can get you comfortable. And in doing that, this now gives me the opportunity to look at the full system and figure out if there's anything amiss in that system. And if there is something amiss in that system, which uh, seven and a half out of 10, there is something wrong with the system, especially if it's not being maintained, then that's an opportunity for me to actually go in and show a fault with the system or something that, that could be improved to help the quality and comfort of the home. So I don't know how many times I've done that, especially in the summertime, you go out to a call where the system is not working properly. And the only thing that's wrong with the outdoor unit is the capacitor. I mean, you have the opportunity at this point in time to really dig deep into the system. Let's figure out why that capacitor failed. Now I know, and I want to say between September, um, actually late August, September, October is like our hurricane season. So we have a lot of lightning strikes. We got a lot of surges that go throughout the system, brownouts, things of that nature. So there's almost like a, a string of capacitor weeks. Like soon as, uh, you know, hurricane season hits, you got about two weeks where you're doing nothing but just changing capacitors out. So that's a perfect time to start selling surge protectors. It's a perfect time to start selling um, hard star kits. You know, something that uh, can help the system itself after the capacitor has gone down. I mean, and these are the things that you want to start looking for because these are the things that's going to add value to you as a technician. And I'm not telling you to sell something the customer does not need. If the customer don't need it, don't sell it to them. We're not in the business of doing that. But if it's something that can improve the life of that system, it's something that can improve the efficiency or the operation of that system. And it gives you the opportunity to prove your value or prove your work to a company. Why not take advantage of it? I mean, it makes perfect sense. There are times when you're going to get a um, call where a fan motor's out, whether it be a outdoor fan motor, whether it be a blower wheel, whether it be an inducer motor. I mean, and you have the the opportunity to look at other things that could have possibly gone wrong with that. And I will say this as a technician, I've always, always changed out a motor and a capacitor at the same time. If I ever replace a motor, I'm automatically replacing the capacitor. Just because I just don't want any issues with that. What I started doing recently was because my first couple years in the field, I was having issues getting the blower wheel 
separated from the motor. We're getting the fan blade separated from the motor, especially on the system that's 16, 17 years old, and it's almost fused to the metal. Um, there's ways to actually get it done, but as I'm progressing in my knowledge of the trade and as I'm getting into more sophisticated issues, uh, there's some things I just don't want to have to deal with anymore. So I give the customer the option of replacing the fan blade along with the motor or replacing the squirrel cage along with the blower. And the reason why I do this is because um, over time, your fan blade becomes imbalanced. Um, There's so many factors that go into imbalancing a fan blade, which can affect in turn the motor itself. So I don't want to take a chance of actually having an imbalanced fan blade on a motor that's brand new and that could possibly cause the life of that motor to be shortened. So I give the customer the option, hey, this is an easier way for me to do this. I can get your repair done so much faster because I don't have to you know, struggle with actually removing the fan blade, um, especially if they have a dirty uh, blower wheel. Now we have the opportunity to get your brand new fan, uh, fan motor, a brand new blade, a brand new blower, and a brand new wheel. I mean, this is gonna, you know, impact the system anyway. So let's let's just get it done. I mean, and this is a way to increase your average ticket. Increasing your average ticket by installing a capacitor, a fan motor, and a fan blade. And then also cutting your time in half because now you're not struggling with taking the old fan blade off. So that's just something that I do as a technician and that increased my average ticket, but it also decreased my call time because now I'm not spending 15 to 20 minutes removing the blower wheel or removing the shaft off the blade. I mean, off the motor. So now, now I'm in a position where I can do a fan change out in 30 minutes including speaking with the customer and testing the system as opposed to an hour and this gives me the opportunity to increase the average ticket which then again increases my value for the company so certain things like that that you want to be able to uh, take advantage of um, if you're changing out a compressor give the opportunity uh, give the customer the opportunity to have a hard start or something, a product like AC Renew um, to help lubricate the refrigerant lines and coat the refrigerant walls. I mean, it's, 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 it's so many other products out there that are really good for the system, that are really good for uh, the company. And it reduces the amount of callbacks that you have. So focusing on taking care of the full customer figuring out what's going on with the full system and then laying out a full plan that takes care of the comfort needs of the customer. So this stuff is important, man. This is the stuff that's going to get you to that point where you're making the big bucks in a very short period of time. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, we're not selling things to the customers. The customer don't need. We're not doing that because now you're the shiesty salesman and we don't want to be that. The things that I offer to my customers are either the things that I will put in my house or the things that I've observed that work 
and the things that I, I that I know will be a benefit to this customer. And the funny part is, if the customer says no, that's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't have to take that and you know you're focused so hard on your goals or your KPIs that now you want to cut corners or do something you know that's you know immoral to the customer we don't want to do any of that we're not going to bully a customer into doing a repair i give the customer 100% of the knowledge that they need to understand why the repair is is needed and then i let that customer make the decision and 9 times out of 10 they go with a repair that suits them best even if it's replacing the system because where the company that I work for we we either do repairs um, as a technician, I can sell a repair or I can sell a system and we get commission on both. But the thing for me is that, um, I am not to the point where I'm hurting financially that I have to, you know, put a customer or put myself in a compromising position to the customer. It's just morally, it's not right. So you want to make sure that you are giving options to the customer that the customer actually needs. And I guarantee you, they will love you for it. I don't know how many five star reviews I've had for not pushing a sale on a customer. Five star reviews increase your value with the company. Your lack of callbacks increase your value with the company. Your ability to not use overuse truck stock increases your value with the company. Uh, being on time, um, actually working through your call, getting it done in a really efficient manner increases the value. And the first five years, your job is to focus on the value you bring to the company. If you do that, I guarantee you, you will see the benefit on the back end. And like uh, Dan, when he was here last time, he, he talked about the money that he was making and how he was able to get there in a five-year stretch. That was my goal. My goal was a five-year goal to get to a certain mon- amount of money per year. And I will say this. Um, this is year five going on year six for me. And I am again in the six-figure mark. Um, and I can sleep very good at night because I know that I, I've done the right thing by the customer. So with that being said, man, focus this week on how you can bring value to your company, how you can bring value to the trades and how can you, how you can increase uh, your knowledge in the trade and your ability to become a very great technician. So I appreciate you guys listening. I mean, this was a little rant, but um, it's something that's extremely important to me because a lot of people ask me about my success and how I was able to do what I did. And me focusing on being an asset to a company was, you know, very pivotal to where I am now. Um, It kept me on my toes, man. I will tell you that. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, If you guys have any questions, you can always feel free to hit me on Instagram, the HVAC Apprentice on Instagram. Um, Hey, shout out, Sam. Sam hits me up all the time on Instagram, bro. I appreciate you listening. Thank you for listening to the uh episodes man and, and hit me up on uh, on instagram and just just with certain questions that he has man it's, it's pretty dope so um if i can be a mentor to you guys i would love to do that um 
If you got any feedback for the show, any comments or anything like that, I mean, please feel free to leave it on the Instagram page. Um, But I thank you guys so much for joining me. I will catch you guys next time.